0: That's right, we are back. The Under Pressure Podcast is back, and it's fair to say it's been a bit of a hiatus, (laughs) but don't hold that against me. I'm excited to get this going again. I've been thinking about it for a little bit now, so it's here. It's time to get the show on the road. Now, on the last season of the Under Pressure Podcast, uh, we quite noticeably had another voice on the show, um, Matt, Matt Ellis on the pod. But this season, it's purely just gonna be myself writing solo, which is absolutely fine. We're gonna have a lot of fun and and talk to a lot of different people throughout the show. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. It's gonna be a lot of fun. So the plan that we're gonna be rolling with is that for the time being, I'm hoping to stick to this schedule, but uh, we'll see how we go. Uh, planning to get two podcasts out per week now. Hopefully, we're able to get two guests per week but things might change uh, as we go but looking to be about 30 40 minutes per podcast depending on how, how chatty the guests may be but we want to we want them to be as chatty as they can because obviously this is a podcast and that's what we do <laughs> now now of course yes i've got a podcast you got to have your socials or also or they say but yes we do have our social media on the under pressure podcast so selfless plug at the moment you can find us on all all social media um on facebook under pressure podcast just look that up in the search bar give it a like uh and also on instagram and twitter at the moment uh at under pressure one underscore so that that uh, handle again is at under pressure one underscore so it's a little bit a little bit different so make make sure you get that one right when you're typing it in uh so yeah give Give it a like and a share, and obviously to all the people and friends and family you know, and people who might enjoy uh, this type of this type of podcast. As I'm sure some of you do know, it is difficult to get a podcast up off the ground. So if uh, you can share and and push this in the direction of uh, some other people that that you think may find this podcast uh, useful and helpful to them, so that that'll be that'll be wonderful, and uh, we'll get this thing rolling. Now, also at the moment currently working on a few different things with the podcast Uh, you can listen to this podcast on apple Podcasts at the moment uh, or through the podbean app which you can get on both uh, apple and android so you can listen to this podcast through uh, those at the moment and looking to get a few more uh, as we go but sort of getting this thing started that's what we've got at the moment but before I sort of get into the next little segment, let's let's talk a bit about the show itself. Now, the old show we did used to take a look at like all the major sporting stories and, and results and, and different things like that, and Matt and I used to discuss those. And look, there'll probably still be a little bit of, of that in the show, but probably not as much. We're just going to turn the focus just a little bit uh, at the moment now kind of one of the reasons that I started this podcast was uh, recently actually I've unfortunately uh, torn my ACL for the second time uh, and done my meniscus as well and uh, I'm about a month uh, post operation at the moment so everything's going pretty well but I had a lot of time to think and I really wanted to get this going and uh, I'd I, I would have loved to have heard about all the different stories about athletes who have gone through injuries and and different things like that it to help me it would currently help me to uh, get through some hard times because it can be difficult getting through these injuries so yeah it got me thinking i'd love to hear all these stories from athletes of all all shapes and sizes <laughs> as they say and hear about stories and and how they got through their injuries or or heartache as well it didn't, doesn't have to be injuries per se and, and what sort of tolls it took on them and and the way they, they coped with it. Uh, look, there's there's always going to be different tools that they use to cope with these things as well. So the people I get on the show aren't necessarily going to be professional athletes, although getting a few professional athletes on the show would be amazing. And if I can, that'd be great. And I uh, will definitely try. There's no doubt, doubt about that. Uh, but people who may just play sport at any at any level as well, or, or they may not play sport at all but they've suffered uh, a severe and life-altering injuries that that take toll and and take a long time uh, to overcome in rehab and they're they're always working and grinding to get back to their full health so i thought that might be a a really good really good idea and and i think a lot of people can learn learn from these so the main idea is that i'm going to have uh Someone on the show, and I'll have a chat about about what they do and so on and so forth, and and have that back and forth chat about the different injuries that they've had or or different obstacles they've had in their life they've had to overcome. Um, I do I do apologise though I've got to get through all this uh, nitty gritty stuff to begin with, but um, do promise we're not far away from the show. So yeah, I'm going to have a chat to all different types of people, and and hopefully you can take something away from. Uh, all the different guests that I get on—it's going to be a fun, fun ride, I promise. Um, and I'll be back for, for segment two right after this. And we're back for segment two of the Under Pressure podcast. Now, obviously, the uh, first episode weren't able to quite get a guess, so it is going to be myself as very first episode as I've been through a little bit uh, through some uh, major injuries and and whatnot over my time as well as the one I'm going through at the moment. So sort of give a little bit of background. Uh, I've done a I play a lot of sports myself, uh, very much and I used to enjoy uh, playing some footy, although I never injured myself, <laughs> probably because I didn't uh, go in going hard enough to get injured but you know that that's all right um loved a goal though definitely loved a goal but yeah stopped that didn't didn't really hurt myself when I was playing footy um I played a lot of tennis went to a school um that was uh dedicated to tennis so played a bit of tennis uh growing up as well um as I got uh, a bit older I always played uh, junior cricket and then I've sort of made my made my way up um through the ranks and and playing in the in the senior team now where I'm playing the uh, first 11, where I'm captain, but obviously not going to be captain uh, for this current season. But yeah, I've done a lot, play a lot of sport. Also play a bit of uh, indoor netball as well, you know, just to get the body moving through the week and um, play with your friends and, and whatnot. So it's a, it's a lot of fun. Now, the one sport that has caused me grief, but it's one sport that I, I still absolutely love, uh, is the game of basketball. Now, I, oh, what was it? It was about seven seven years ago what is it 20 or no probably almost 10 years ago I'm pretty old now actually yeah probably 10 years ago at this point in time when uh, we decided to uh, make a team uh, of all our mates and and decided to head down to the the local uh, basketball center and and just play a game every week and and have a bit of fun but uh, unfortunately over time it hasn't been uh, too kind to me the game basketball I do love a do love a three-pointer and, and all that and, and getting into the key and, and, and uh, making those layups. But uh, the first, first of my, probably my three major injuries through, through my life and through my, <laughs> I won't call it a career because it's social basketball, but my first injury uh, was to my left knee, which was, uh, I just t- I tore my meniscus uh, for the very first time. It was funny Quite a funny story, actually. I was playing against uh, my stepfather's team, and this was the first time we played against um, his team, and, and then my team as well. So yeah, well, my stepfather's been playing some social basketball for years and years and years, and, and this was the first time that we'd come across each other in our, and we're in the same competition and and whatnot. But uh, moving on from that, yeah, we're playing his team, so. To set the, set the scene, we ended up inviting lots of people. And mind you, this is like a social game of basketball. So it was kind of strange to have so many people sitting on the sideline for a social game. So we had all our friends and family and like the whole bench was full. And you know how long a basketball court is. Like all the way from one end of the court to the other was was absolutely ri- ridiculous. And we had scorers and, and stuff like that. But uh, just, before, just before halftime, my team... Had stolen the ball, and there was about fifteen seconds to go, or twenty seconds to go in the quarter, and uh, they thrown it out because I was at the top because I'm obviously I'm quite short, so I play play as a bit of a guard, so I play at the top of the key, and they threw the ball to me, and, and I went to run down the court, bouncing the ball, and funnily enough, my stepfather was the was the only person between me and the basket, and this is this happened about mid court, I'd say, right in the middle. And I went to go around him, and my knee gave way, and it was—I I had no idea what had happened. It was—it was the most—it was the strangest thing that, that I'd ever felt, and it was just instant, instant searing pain. And I was—I I was yelling, and look, I, I didn't know what was what was going on, and there were people. Um, it, it was dead silent around me, and, and no one—no one quite knew what quite to do. It was one of those because I don't think many people had seen it seen like a, a big major injury happen before, but uh, it was it was quite daunting. So yeah, I'm I'm there on the ground. I'm lying and breathing in pain. Uh, and oh, <laughs> funny story before I continue, although this is not quite funny. Uh, my my wife now that, that was actually attending that game as well, she wasn't my wife back then, but she thought I was making a big deal of it and just said, Jay, get up. So it was, it's kind of funny to look back on now and, and, and realize that, yeah, it was, it was kind of a big injury, but, you know, that's all right. Those things, ha- those things happen, but it was, it was quite funny to, to reminisce afterwards and also make fun of the stepfather as well, saying he caused my injury. But, you know, that, that's, that's all good. But yeah, I was. It was the most searing pain that I had ever felt, and oh, I was. Oh, I couldn't believe it. I was. I had so many people trying to help me and and get to the bench, and I had people running around getting ice packs and crutches, and then to get <laughs> then getting in the car as well. Obviously, I'd driven myself, so we need to work out plans for cars and and all that and all that kind of mumbo jumbo. But it was it was ridiculous, and obviously, then it stood. That that I wasn't, I was pretty much, I, I didn't know what I'd exactly done, but I had a feeling that I wasn't going to be playing uh, for a while. But probably the one thing that I, I do regret from this was not probably going to see someone straight away about it. Um, with a meniscus, it's, it's one of those things that it, it can get better over time and you don't um, 100% need surgery, but then it is a bit loose when you you are playing Uh, sports and different things like that so uh, I didn't get it I didn't get it seen too straight away which is a bit I probably probably regret that now as it sort of uh, inhibited me that when I started cricket uh, later on that season I only played one or two games and it was really I was really feeling it and I just couldn't keep I just couldn't keep going so I had to stop two games into the season and um, and then I had to then I had surgery and and that was pretty much uh, the end end of my season really, so it sort of cost me uh, a little, uh, a few extra months there, which is a little bit annoying. But you know, but when these things happen, you don't you don't really know what what to do if if you, if you haven't experienced it before, and it's yeah, it's, it's not it's not fun. So um, definitely, if if you were to do an injury like this, I would definitely get it seen to straight away. And and I learned from this. Obviously, I didn't want to do another knee, but. Uh, I have so, <laughs> yeah. I would definitely recommend getting it seen to straight away, even if you think it's not something major. It, with the knees, it can be there can be a lot to do. With, like there's so much going on within your knee, and you just don't know what's happened to it, and you don't know all the nitty gritty things about it. So yeah, definitely get it seen uh, to someone. Um. Now yeah, how I f- how I was feeling sort of after after I had surgery initially I was like okay cool uh, I've had the surgery I'm feeling all right everything's going everything's going good I was doing a whole bunch of a uh, whole bunch of different things um obviously you you get a lot of exercises and and different things to help you through uh this now I was this happened in 2012 so I was about 18 19 years old when this happened so I probably wasn't knowledgeable enough, as I mentioned before, and I, I probably took it a little bit easier on the rehab than, than I really should have, and, and, didn't, and it didn't help me long-term. Um, but now, obviously, feeling, feeling great in my, in my left side. But, yeah, early, early on, I, that's probably one thing I look back on, and I probably regret not going and, and doing all the rehab as, as properly as I could doing those little bit extra things, I would only do the, the bare minimum possible. So I think that's, that's another big thing that definitely get, get in as many reps as you can, even one or two more, you never know, might, might just help, help you along that little bit further and, and might get you back a week earlier. Because when it comes to these big injuries, even a week or two weeks earlier, it is a massive achievement and a massive accomplishment. So definitely get as much done as you can, as possible. Now, back then, I didn't really. Th- this wasn't as as big as the current injuries that I that I, well, injuries that I've had most recently. It wasn't as long uh, uh, rehab time. So, six to seven months. Obviously, it was pretty difficult. As I mentioned before, I'm very much into playing sport and 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 getting into all those things. So that that was difficult at first, but I had lots of things to uh, keep me keep me going and keep me not moving but uh, to occupy my time so I was able to then uh, work work really hard after that and then get into what was the next cricket season and then I was I'll be honest I didn't quite get into basketball as fast because I was a little nervous but as time sort of goes you sort of get back into it a little bit more and you keep going but you know after that one I thought all right, we we're, we're uh, on the straight and narrow and we we're, we're good to go and I was back into cricket, back into basketball uh and and playing the tennis still uh on the weekends and and play, playing for a club, so that was that was really good and then two two years later I was playing another game same team, same place and it was I was playing in a team i just started with, with my dad because my dad wanted to get into to some cardio and playing some basketball. So we made another team on, on a different night. And and this particular night, we only had five players. So it was a little concerning. Um, and I'd gone uh, to play uh, on this team as well as playing on a Thursday night. So I'd felt that, like I was confident enough um, that I was able to play on on a Tuesday night and play on a Thursday night as well, um, being back in my old team too. So I'm wondering whether now that playing two games wasn't the right wasn't the right way to go because it put a little bit more stress on my knees. But I think yeah, look, it's it's hard to tell right now. But I think it's yeah, it's all it's all hindsight really. So yeah, I was playing for playing for my dad's team, and we were. We're going going along well, obviously, and then I'd gone down. I was dribbling the ball down the court, got the pass. I just caught the pass, and then I went to go around someone. So again, going around, uh, trying to go around a defender, and I'd gone to take the first dribble, and the guy was like right in front of me. So you you know you have those reactions where oh someone's right in front of you, and you go to move in a certain direction that, that you weren't actually thinking of prior to to getting the ball so I've turned around the guys in front of me and I've taken the step and it wasn't the step that I originally thought that I was going to take and I took it and my my leg just collapsed from from when I took that step and this time it was actually my right knee Uh, so when I did it I was thinking I went ah and I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest it didn't actually hurt quite as much as the first one which was quite strange um, comparing it with the result of the last one so when I did it I, I I'd thought that this might not be as bad as as my meniscus that I'd done in the, the left knee two years prior because that that was the first time I'd hurt obviously maybe a bit younger pain threshold was a bit lower so this one I went down and the pain I mean there was still lots of pain I was still in yeah it was still hurting but it was just one of those things that I think. It doesn't matter how painful the injury, and this is this is going back to the other one. Go and see someone straight away because this one didn't hurt as much as the first one, but unfortunately, it ended up being worse. So, for this particular knee, this was twenty fourteen. I think I was twenty. I was twenty one. by then, uh, a little more mature. I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll say, but it was. It was in, it was really really interesting to find that when I went and saw the sports sports doctor I went into went into Epworth and saw a guy by the name of uh, Gary Zimmerman I believe it was and he's actually currently the the bulldogs doctor, the western bulldogs uh, doctor, so obviously he knows his stuff and I had the x-rays and he went in and I went in to him and I showed him them and he lo- he looked at me and Obviously, I couldn't couldn't drive at that point in time, so I was with with my mother. And he 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 flat out said, uh, "You've torn your anterior cruciate ligament, which is the the ACL." And I was I was I kind of felt blank for a bit of um, for a little bit there because I'm kind of feeling it, uh, just reminiscing as well. I was I felt blank and I didn't know what to think because I watch tons of sport, I probably watch too much sport and you see you see injuries and you don't feel like these things might happen to you. And knowing that an ACL I know, like watching a lot of football, you see it in, in football quite a bit with, with ACLs and you know that it's a 10 to 12 month injury, which is a full year and being and loving sport like I do, I was, I was absol- absolutely gutted and i i remember my mum saying to me that she could see on my face i just went I, I was just blank i had nothing to say all i said was oh i think i just nodded my head and, and that was the last word that was the last thing i actually did in that uh, particular room and then we just left and i don't remember much from there i i ended up getting a referral to see a surgeon and uh, we got it done pretty pretty quickly after that which was probably uh, a benef- a benefit um, this time around, uh, being taking a little bit longer than, than usual. So, but yeah, it was it was one of those things that I just whew, I was just blank, and it was it was the strangest strangest feeling I've probably ever felt. Being the the very first uh, ACL twelve twelve month sort of injury. So going going from that, it was so I, yeah. As I said, I had had the surgery straight away, uh, and then did a lot lot of work uh, this time around because I knew with the rehab that I did last time, I probably wasn't as committed. And this time I knew it was going to be longer and I I just wanted to get this rehab right. And so I went and saw saw the physio, I got my exercises, um, tried to move on my crutches as much as I could. Then obviously with all this, not rushing through uh, all these different, uh, exercises and, and things to do but but make sure making sure i'm getting them right and, and maybe doing one or two extra things extra reps i should say not extra things because that's that's not what you want to do but yeah just one or two extra reps just getting them in just to just to move the move the process along a, a little bit quicker and yeah i did physio um i did start i did work in the pool um pool work is really really good um Early on, maybe a month or two after you have the surgery, getting the movement, uh, the side movements, the back movements, and, and angle, so then the knee can move in in all directions with the water giving it um, a little bit of leeway to move um, in the pool. So, yeah, did the pool work, uh, and then uh, did some uh, dry needling as well, which is it's a little bit little bit funky that and it gets it gives you some weird feelings, but it certainly did help. Uh, so that was that was another that was another thing so the dry needling really helped and and did that and and worked worked in with the muscles and i was really surprised because i hadn't actually heard of it before and when the physio suggested that i go and do it it was one of those one of those moments i was like oh yeah it sounded it sounded painful bit having needles stuck in the back but it it all it just felt awkward it wasn't the worst worst thing in the world but yeah it certainly made it a lot better, which I was very happy about, and got me moving very quickly. And I managed to get through all this, all this rehab very well. But one, one thing that I will mention, it's this time around, I did, I, I was good with the rehab and and did everything like that. But I, I probably forgot to take care of my mental state a little bit, uh, and being a long time out of sport I don't think I realized the impact that it'll have on my brain and and watching other people play sport that I love to do and that I love and that I love to get involved in and I found my I found myself sitting away from other people uh, and not watching as much sport more my friends uh, play sport because I'd be like well I I used to do that I could do that and and now I can't and and that's it. I would just pretty much go and do the rehab, and and then come back, and and not really go many places. Obviously, you can't early on, but later on, I didn't go many places because I was a little. I was just I could I couldn't watch I couldn't watch, which is which is hard, and and it is difficult. But I think looking back on it, I, I really should have got more involved and um, helped myself along, because you can still be as as involved in in sport even if you're not playing as well and you can still contribute and and help out uh like your your friends or your other teammates if you're playing in a in a club as well that could be very very beneficial so for this particular one i I think i yeah could have done that a bit better which would have helped uh, my mental state a little bit more so i can definitely encourage you to go and support um, teams that you play for even even your social, te- like your social teams that you play for at your uh, maybe your indoor basketball or your your, your social netball, your your futsal or, or things like that. You just play with your mates um, for a bit of fun and each and every week. So definitely, I would say get involved and try and help them out, even if it's even if it's a little bit of coaching. Like you, you know, it, it. I mean, you don't take it that you don't take it that seriously, but I think it helps you and it helps them and you get to see your friends, which is uh, fantastic uh, in that aspect as well. So I would say that that would be probably my number one advice out of that, that second knee that I've, I've done. And I know it seems like a lot at the moment, but there is still one more injury to go. And we'll get to that in the final segment of the show right after this. Moving on into the last segment, and finally, moving moving right along to the last injury. I promise, almost, almost finished, guys. Almost finished. I've unfortunately done another knee as the reason for for all this happening at the moment with the podcast and and uh, the, the revamp of everything. So I just wanted to let you guys know about my journey and and all about that. So last little bit. Now currently I've Uh, i i'd redid my uh acl uh on may 19 this year in 2021 Uh, i was playing again playing a game of basketball uh so this is about seven years later so i'm 28 now and i i would have been well i would have been 27 when i did it because i have had my birthday since then but that's okay uh yeah so 27 28 when i i did this one um normal basketball sort of move. I was running down the court, running down towards uh, the basket. I was going for a layup. Uh, I went to do this thing called a Euro step where you step one way and then you step the other way and you do a layup and just to avoid the defender. And then I took that first step on my right leg, went to go to the right. And then you go and take try and take a step to the left to then avoid your, your defender. But when I took that first initial step with my right leg I went straight down and this time for some reason this one I felt instantly and I heard it instantly unlike the other ones I felt this at the whole way down I was I could feel it going as I did it like it it almost happened this time in slow motion because I, I knew from when I as soon as I fell onto the ground I knew that this time I'd done it and um, it's it's unfortunate that as you, as you do more and you have more of these injuries that you can can pick these things um, so I went down uh, flat on the ground and again this one this one hurt I remember this one I remember hurting a lot more than uh, the other one which I get into a little bit more but it's yeah this one was searing pain this one I did with uh, my, in my mate's team again and then yeah it kind of kind of was what it was and uh, i went that night i went to to emergency um we got we got that done we were unfortunately wife had to drive me in it was a i was playing a 9:30 game so uh we didn't maybe it was an 8:45 game and we didn't didn't get there to to epworth until about uh oh, quarter to 10 10 o'clock and and we were sitting waiting and then didn't get into the actual uh Area until about 11 uh, and then I obviously <laughs> you get you get these uh stuff to help you make yeah just just some, not some paracetamol but some uh, heavier stuff just to help you with the pain and I had to be wheeled around in a wheelchair which felt a little bit a little bit demeaning obviously because I didn't have crutches on, on me so they had to wheel me around I sat in the back uh waited for what what felt like an eternity was probably about three hours until I actually two and a half hours maybe till I saw anyone, and I because I was just lying in a bed and I was sitting sitting there watching stuff on my phone and yeah it was about two and a half three hours later until I saw someone and he came in felt the felt that felt the knee and whatnot and and he said there's definitely definitely something wrong there um, at, at night. Um, I had some X-rays done, not a MRI, which I did need done, um, but because they couldn't do MRIs at that point in time because it was one thirty, two o'clock in the morning. So they they sent me in for an X-ray and there was no structural uh damage, which is good, so everything was in the right place. It just there was a there was a lot of things messed up inside it. So I had that done, then went home. Um I'd booked in um, an M- MRI the next day uh, and, and to see a sports doctor actually I saw a sports doctor before I went in for my MRI um, actually no I didn't, that's a lie I had the MRI then the next day I had my sports doctor so I was right, there you go so, much things, so many things going on so I had the MRI I did that at about 9.30, 10 o'clock the next night because I did it so quickly because uh, lots of appointments and couldn't get one until then But yeah, had that done, um, sitting there, listen to music for 10, 15, 20 minutes. They get all their pictures and they... The good thing at Epworth is actually that the files stay um, within Epworth as a whole. So I didn't need to grab, have any uh, hard copies or anything. So when I went and saw my... uh, booked an appointment with a sports doctor the next day. Um, he could just log in and and see the results so that was that was a good thing about epworth didn't have to actually carry anything with me uh, to go and see it but yeah i was on crutches headed in um, and yeah this time with with my wife and went into the the practice and he looked at me and he said uh, jake unfortunately uh, you've re-injured and torn your acl and then this time, this time I was like, "Yep," yeah. because obviously, now being twenty eight years old, I can I, rec- I can recognize these things and and act more act act more mature within uh, a bit of within conversation with with another person. And I was like, "Yep." Yeah. Uh, like this time I verbally spoke and said, "Yep." Yeah, this t- I, th- I did feel it this time, and I heard it. So yeah, I did have a feeling that. And this this was going to be the case, uh, but then unfortunately, he then went on to uh, then went on to say that now this time, I'd also torn my meniscus uh, in in my right knee, and I've uh, done a little bit of cartilage damage uh, in my knee as well. So this time I did it uh, a lot better than I had the last time. Last ACL, last knee injury, I only did the ACL, but nothing else was, which kind of make which is kind of interesting why it didn't hurt as much. This time I did everything in my knee. So that kind of makes sense now that I'd, I'd done a lot more. So yeah, so I'd done the ACL, the meniscus and the cartilage this time. So um, just it sort of just piled on after after kind of knowing before he even said it that I'd done it. But to, to find out that I'd done extra stuff, it's just an added kick in the teeth and not something that, I want. I just, I just wanted, even even though it was an ACL, just one thing would have been nice. But to do, do something to the whole knee itself was a little unfortunate. But following following that, I saw the surgeon. Um, obviously, with trying times at the moment, we couldn't get into surgery until uh, July five. So. Um, so a few few days after i had my 28th birthday so yeah i had a lot of people saying <laughs> happy birthday in the in the surgery when they were coming in to to check on me and yeah you walk in on the day of surgery um they test you out and, and do and do a whole lot of things uh, you fill in some forms you speak to speak to someone you obviously got to do all, all the all the payment stuff and uh, you get in there you, you get asked all the questions and um you move move on and they obviously they, they had to get a little bit get rid of a little bit of uh, hair that was on my legs because obviously they're going to be performing on my knee and they can't have anything that's sort of going to be in the in the road of um, making incisions and and whatnot uh, into my knee so they had to they had to get rid of that and then they actually put a bit of betadine uh, all over your leg and, and then they wipe that down and they put that they put that on you for the for the surgeon and uh, then you move into the, the next little area, which is kind of the uh, waiting bay, <laughs> as it were. And then you come in and you wait there. You watch a bit of uh, early morning TV, which is nice. You, the midday TV, which you never <laughs> never really watch anyway. But yeah, you sit there and you wait, and you get about each each doctor sort of has their uh, ways of doing things. You see a lot of people. You see um, the surgeon, the surgeon, the surgeon, the the, the assistant that's going to help the surgeon. Uh, do it the anaesthetist, uh as well who gives you uh, the anesthetic so you go see them and then you have a couple of other doctors and every time they're coming you know what's your name what's your date of birth and uh, why are you here and because you, you just gotta be uh they just gotta be sure of absolutely everything uh, and the, uh, I complete completely understand that it just gets repetitive it's just a bit bit of bit of fun but yeah it's yeah they constantly ask just so they can they're all on the same page and they get it done. Yeah, so then I got got wheeled in. I tell you what, even though I didn't get to see it very much, the the view of the uh sur- the sur- the surgeon area that I went into it was amazing. That view was absolutely insane. I didn't get to see much of it, but hey, look, it was uh it, w- it was great. <laughs> it was it was really good. And then yeah, from there from there the sur- surgery happened and uh yeah, it is what it is. What it is. It was this time. I remember how sort of the anesthetic went. it was kind of funny. As soon as it got put into my into my arm, and they they put the the mask over your face, and you start breathing, and the room starts sort of moving, and then then you know you're you're about you're about to go. And I mean that's all right, but yeah, it, it was kind of funny feeling the uh, anesthetic go go into you, and know that when you wake up, hopefully all things are going to be. Uh, fine and dandy, and and they were when I woke up, um, lying down in the, in the recovery area, and and they take you into your room. You only spend about you only spend overnight there, which is which is really good. I think uh, they did they do a really good job to help you. Um, any anything that you need to help keep the pain under control, um, they do give you, and and it, and it was really good. The unfortunate thing after surgery is that. Well, before surgery, don't you can't eat about six, seven hours before, maybe maybe to a little bit more prior to surgery, and then after surgery, you really want to eat. But unfortunately, every time you do eat, you feel ill and you feel nauseous and you just want to throw it back up. Sorry, to, sorry to say that, but plain and plain and simple, you, you want to just you just want to yeah throw throw the food up at, that you eat. So I didn't really eat at all um, until I came home that the next day, because yeah, any sort of food just sort of went straight through you. And yeah, it's been a, been a little bit of a, a process. Um, yeah, it came, came home, which is great. I, I mean, I spent a couple, about a week and a half just on the couch and that, that was about it. And, um, watching, uh, Plenty of TV, plenty of TV shows, plenty of sport, and just relaxing in actually a new place that we moved into. So, about the week prior. So, it was lucky that happened. Probably kind of was probably lucky that we moved in a week before doing my surgery. But yeah. Yeah, so I had some very early on, I had some very simple exercises to do and sort of making, uh, trying to work on the, the flexion, the flat, and, and the extension of, of my knee. And that's been a big thing since uh, coming out coming out of surgery and that was a big big thing for the surgeon to see as well so um, yeah it was doing those exercises and walking with crutches um, was the next step um, really working on my my heel and toe and the, the surgeon was pretty adamant that he wanted me to get straight into it um, heel to toe because that's that's obviously that's how you walk and um, to get that movement straight into it um, just so it doesn't uh, inhibit you any further uh like you don't want to get into a bad habit and then that's something that you constantly do uh there on and uh it was it it's really good I, I i really um the same this is the same surgeon that actually did uh did my previous knee so uh i think it was uh, really good to have that as well and have the same idea and knew what he was g- going to expect of me um uh with with the with the rehab and I knew what I was going to be doing, we had a, a good, rela- have a good relationship, uh, and yeah, I went to see him again, he was pretty happy with how things were going, this was about two weeks ago now, and he was happy with the the flexion, which was the, the bending part of it, the bending's really good at the moment, I have a bit of work to do on the extension, which I've been working on um, with my uh, physio that I've seen the last couple of weeks, which has been which has been really good and now i've um I'm into um, uh, doing some exercises at the gym that they they've got down at the physio and I constantly do those and uh, that's the process that uh, we're going on at the moment and with i did mention before during the the second knee that I really found it hard to uh, cope uh, probably mentally with with my last knee so I really made a conscious effort this time to um. help myself and I, I took the took the liberty and I actually messaged on Instagram I messaged Daniel Menzel he, for those of you who don't know he's a Geelong he played for Geelong and then moved on uh, to Sydney but Daniel, Daniel Menzel did uh, I think it was four knees in the end and I just he has a um, slogan and now a website um MTMF, which is mental toughness, mental fortitude, and I've really taken taken on board that. And he gave me some really good advice and and different things like that to help me uh, cope with this time. So I feel like, as obviously I've matured and I've reached out for help, and and he's been uh, a wonderful help. Um, even just with that one particular message, it's amazing what someone can say and and help you do. And he's really encouraged me to to go go out and do things and and support. Um, the people that play in sports that I that I would be playing if if I was uh, fit and able. So, um, he's got me out to do that. Um, he's he told, told me actually to track and document and um my my journey, and I've decided to do that with. Uh, I've created an Instagram page that's that I'm going to be tracking my pros, um my progress with, and I've been doing it the last two months. Right from Sorry, the last month and doing it right from when I had surgery or a couple of days before till now, and I've got lots of posts up there. So if you do want to go and check that out, please give it a follow, and you can follow my journey that's going on at the moment. The Instagram account is Jake dot ACL dot journey. So yeah, give that give that a like, give that a follow, and check out how I've been going. There's there's a lot up there already, which is great. So and also if you have any questions to do with that, that would be yeah, that'd be great. I'm happy to answer anything. Just shoot a message on there or, or through my um, Instagram account or even through uh, the podcast as well. So I'm happy to answer any questions. So I do, that is probably uh, enough of, enough talk about me and, and all my uh, injuries. I just thought I'd give you, uh, me as your, your first special guest on the Under Pressure podcast as the uh, revamped version. So uh, do give, uh, our socials will look at our Facebook page uh, the Under Pressure Podcast that's on there as well uh, and also we're on Instagram and Twitter as I mentioned at the start underpressure1 underscore now I really appreciate uh, all of you uh, tuning in um, like it and share it that'll be amazing uh, I hope you do enjoy uh, the podcast as we go through and I hope you've enjoyed uh, this very first episode and, and look out for the next episode on Friday as well with another special guest. So thanks for tuning in guys. We'll catch you on the next.